This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-conditioned traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Power is the magic wand to steady you along the way because skepticism at its core is reactionary. It assumes that you are so unable to discern actual threat from created threat that you might as well assume the worst. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Hello, and welcome to this edition of MentorBox. I'm your host, Jonathan Kendall, and today we'll be diving into a bit of a controversial topic, skepticism. And although the philosopher in me would love to go down the Rene Descartes slash the Matrix line of reasoning, deconstructing the nature of reality, and epistemological, metaphysical questioning of consciousness and matter itself, what do we know? Why are we here? No, really, are we sure that we're not all living in a virtual simulation? What is gravity? Is light a wave or a particle? Etc. In this way, skepticism is a necessary tool for all technological and moral advancement. And that's great. But for the sake of this conversation and for the sake of making your life better, tomorrow, it's almost completely useless. So let's leave the philosophy class for philosophy class and move on to the next. Shall we? Great. So skepticism, there are basically two camps here. One is that skepticism is healthy, an important part of making sure you're not taking advantage of be skeptical. Don't take everyone at their word. Sniff out the liars. Snakes lurking in the grass. Look both ways before crossing the street. And there's validity in such skepticism. If a man calls you up asking you to pay back taxes by giving him access to a prepaid Apple card, be skeptical. If someone says you've won a free $2,000 MasterCard, if only you go to XYZ website, be skeptical. 
In fact, a few years ago, I was pickpocketed in Ukraine by a man who was at the time, or so I thought, convincingly a police officer. Now that I've had that experience, next time I go to Ukraine, I'll be warier of plain-clothed, straight-talking police officers. This isn't being negative. It's simply having a healthy dose of skepticism. But there is a line here, an incredibly important, literally life-changing line here, that if crossed, you will fall off a cliff. And it's a long way down. A shadowed figure in an alley in a crime-ridden area at 3 a.m. is very different than invented shadowy figures of the mind. Yes, though, and I promise you, they are equally as dangerous. Because the other side of skepticism, it is an excuse for negativity. It is a self-diagnosed, invented, so-called reality that you literally create. Because here's the thing, skepticism at its worst is a sickness. One which, if not kept in check, will ruin your life. And this is not hyperbole. It will. I mean, you all know someone like this. Check to make sure they're not lying. Lock all your doors every single time. And oh no, don't travel there. They'll kidnap you. These are slippery slopes which lead to statements like, I'm not good enough. Or she probably hates me. Or I'm going to screw this up. All of which are invented and live solely in your mind. You may think that you're being a healthy skeptic by assuming everyone lies to you. But the residuals are self-inflicted because as much as you want to believe that you aren't part of the world when you say the world is full of liars and thieves, you are in fact absolutely a part of that world. The largest part of that world, in fact. Which is why skepticism of the world leads to skepticism of self, which leads to ruining your life. So where does that leave us? On the one hand, we absolutely must be skeptical to survive precarious situations. Though we also mustn't use that skepticism as a sword against trust and vulnerability and positivity. Both extremes, in fact, are fatal. This leaves us walking a tightrope, which is not easy. Though, nor is the balance between confidence and humility, vision and gratitude, meditation versus planning, yin and yang. In fact, the very reason why only a very few are able to achieve their wildest dreams is because this is not easy. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would run across the high wire up to Mount Olympus, backflipping their way across the slack line until reaching their Eden. So in short, up to this point, we figured out two things. One, skepticism is a double-edged sword, too much or too little, and you're sunk. And two, walking this line is not easy. Great. Good. At least we know what we're up against. Now, how do we conquer such a trial? Which foot goes first? Where do I put my hands? Where should I look? How do I stay steady when the wind blows? Ah, now we're on to the good stuff. So here's the answer. And its name is power. Power is the magic wand to steady you along the way. Because skepticism at its core is reactionary. It assumes that you are so unable to discern actual threat from created threat that you might as well assume the worst. Stay safe by trusting no one. And further, 
It also assumes that given a face-to-face encounter with a dragon, you have no way out, that you're doomed. So the antidote to unhealthy skepticism is to become powerful, untouchable, unrattleable. Because if you become powerful, the argument about whether the world naturally leans towards evil or good is irrelevant. Someone says, you should be skeptical because everyone is out for themselves most of the time and most people lie. Good, I say, sure. But I also say, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Or then, what if someone says, you shouldn't be skeptical because everyone is naturally good. Great, I say, sounds perfect. But that also doesn't matter. Or maybe someone asks, but what would you do if a snake tried to bite you? To which I would respond, I'd fight back and I'd win. See, power is, well, it's a powerful thing. Losing the forest for the trees, losing the tree for the forest, doesn't matter. I plant trees and I plant forests. I see and I create both. Notice the difference? The point here is that worrying about whether or not someone here or there is out to get you, microanalyzing someone else's intentions, trying to figure out whether or not your boss is really mad at you, overanalyzing the out there, is not only unhelpful, it's a detriment, a sickness. Honest to God, when I feel like I'm in a vulnerable situation, when I feel like I may be taken advantage of, my natural response is, doesn't matter, don't care. The reason why I don't actually care is because you're only ever in a truly life or death situation, being in the military notwithstanding, a few times in your life. And in those moments, well, hell, you don't need my advice for that. Fight with all your might to survive. Do whatever is necessary. But outside of those moments, everything else is generally an overreaction. Because I'm being serious here. So what if I get robbed in Ukraine? So what if someone steals a radio from my car? So what if one of my coworkers stabs me in the back? Now, of course, deal with situations to an appropriate extent. Hold your ground, be strong, do your best, play the game. But truth be told, it doesn't really matter. Deep down the rabbit hole, one event here or there does not matter. But only if you're powerful enough to fight through. Only if you're so deeply on your path that the end is all but guaranteed. Only if you build a force field around yourself. Only if you know that you're going to get to the top of that mountain no matter what. Because if you build up this power, then the world, it isn't so scary anymore. If the world is good or evil, it doesn't matter. If everyone is out to get you or the world is a great place, it doesn't matter. Because why? Because the world bends to you, not the other way around. Make sense? And this is why power is the medicine to skepticism. It so trumps skepticism as to make it irrelevant. Which brings us back full circle to the basics. What did you do today to make yourself and your loved ones better? How did you get 1% better? How did you practice? What progress did you make? What choices did you make which you can control? Did you make your bed? Did you forgive those who have trespassed against you? Did you stick to your routine? Did you learn something new? Did you tell someone that you appreciate them? Did you tell them that you love them? Did you perform up to your own abilities? Did you push your comfort zone? Did you deliberately practice? 
or did you waste your time? The answers to these questions are more important than, is the world good or evil? More important than, should I be skeptical, and if so, when? More interesting and more illuminating than, am I a healthy skeptic or am I a pessimist? Because those questions are great for philosophical discussions over bottles of wine with smart friends, but they will not make your life better. The only question that will really is this one. What will I do next? Because if you answer that question right every single time, skepticism in both its extremes is a smudge on the bottom of your shoe. Cheers. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors, as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at mentorbox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts, as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.